Hello, my friends. Welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Robert Imbriali. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm really excited to be back. Uh, last week, we did an interview, and I hope you enjoyed that one. We talked about uh, helping your kids and recognizing the signs where they might be a little depressed or maybe even stressed and uh, gave some parents some ideas on what to do about that. This week, I want to go into something different. I want to talk about this idea of fear. Right? It's a big topic today. Everyone's talking about fear. Everyone's fearful. Everyone's afraid of everything. Um, I was at Whole Foods yesterday. It was kind of interesting. Uh, San Diego here, we don't yet have a mask mandate reinstated yet. Uh, I feel it's coming. It should be only be uh, you know another few days, maybe a week or so, and it'll be back. And it was really interesting because there were a lot of people in the, re- in the store, a lot of people shopping, and they had the masks on already. I was like, wait a minute, it's not even mandated yet. But... I asked myself, okay, so what are they operating out of? What is that emotion that's causing that reaction, right? And that emotion is clearly fear. And we've got a lot of that going on right now. We know, and when I wrote my book, Motivational Marketing, way back when, 2006, 2007, I wrote the book, and uh, I talked about fear as being a very powerful emotional motivator. It's one of those things that you'll get people to do what you want them to do if you can scare them enough. And we know that's human nature, right? The more fearful you are, the more you'll take crazy action that you may not have taken any other way uh, if you weren't uh, in fear. And we know, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, a lot of marketers use it. There's a good way to use it. There's a bad way to use it. Uh, you know, fear of missing out. You know, our deadline is tonight at midnight. You got to order before tonight or midnight or you're going to miss out. Or we've only got 10 available. Uh, you know, you put a little bit of scarcity there, a little bit of fear, that kind of thing. That's fine. I mean, we do that all day long. That's great. I don't think that's uh, pushing the limit. But what's going on now is uh, the fear is just crazy. It's really over the top. Um, It's hurtful. It's damaging. Uh, I know a lot of people who are not getting through their day because they're living in fear. So let me take you back a little bit. Let's go back to March of 2020 when things really started to come up here and they started to talk about this virus as something that we needed to be really afraid of, right? So Instead of going into fear right away, one thing you can do is follow my footsteps and what I did is I got informed, right? Instead of going, ah, government's ah, fear, 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 I said, okay, you're saying that it's this. Let me find out. Let me do some research. Let me dig into it to find out what's really happening here. Is it something that I really need to be afraid of or is it like most everything else out there is just overblown, overhyped, right? So I did. And the first thing I found was that, no, there was nothing to worry about. I actually got an email from a natural health doctor I respect. And in the email, she wrote to me and she said, here's the protocol for dealing with this to protect yourself from getting it. And if you get it, here's what you need to do uh, to, you know, get over it really quickly. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. There was some information coming from other countries that were experiencing it, you know, before we were. And doctors were trying different things and, and they figured out uh, what was what the protocol was to be able to handle it. So it wouldn't be a big deal. So armed with knowledge, armed with information, fear never crept in. It was never part of my experience. Not, not once. Even when I actually had the, the virus, I never had mo- even a moment to fear about it. Why? because I understood what we're dealing with. I wasn't afraid of the unknown anymore because I didn't allow there to be an unknown. I got educated, I dug in, I dug my heels in. I said, I wanna learn, I want everything there, there is to know about it until I got to a point where I was satisfied that it wasn't anything to worry about. But we're seeing the fear come back 
we're seeing it now and, and they're ramping it up in all new ways. And it's really terrifying a lot of people. I know I speak to people all the time who are, you know, they want to go outside and they want to get in. It's like they're so afraid of everything. And it's like you can't go through life like that because if you go through life like that, you shrink back, right? I've had times where I've been very fearful and uh, what I recognize right away is in fear, we don't take that step forward. In fear, we don't grow. In fear, we don't learn, we don't strike out, we don't get out there and experience life. We retract from life, right? <clears throat> we turn off everything. We don't turn off the lights, roll the curtains down. We don't want to be seen. We're hiding. And I think that's where a lot of people are these days. And that's probably not a good place. Psychologically, it's a very bad place uh, to get conditioned into that. So you got to get uh, educated. you got to figure out what's going on. And in a way that makes sense to you. Like a lot of people ask me, Rob, what do you read? Well, I've got now 70, 80, 90 sources of information coming at me. It's a little overwhelming. It's like a fire hose, uh, stuff coming at me from all angles all day long. And it takes me hours sometimes to go through and sort through. But I chose to do that because I want to be educated. I want to know what's happening. Now, <clears throat> of course, it's caused some problems with friends on Facebook who are like, I can't believe you believe what you believe. And I'm like, I can't believe you don't. <laughs> you know, have you done the research? Oh, no, I just listened to the news. Well, that's the problem, right? Mainstream media is giving you a narrative or what I like to call propaganda today. Uh, they're not giving you the full truth. They're not giving you the full story. And what they're doing is sensationalizing because that's what they do, right? And they're making it worse than they overbloviate. Blow, they make it out of proportion. They make it bigger than it is, bigger and scarier, because you know that if you're scared, you're going to keep watching. It's a very powerful tool to manipulate people. You say, really? How powerful is fear? Well, let's see. Uh, we had wildfires here, really bad wildfires uh, back in 2007. It took out like half of San Diego, it felt like. It didn't really, but it felt like that. NBC News came in, and they brought their crew in. And what they did, where they set up for the live shot, is they found the most horrific looking location they could find. Now, if you were to pen back or zoom back and, and see what was going on, it was just this one little area where three houses, I think, were burned to the ground and just the chimneys were standing and there was a little bit of smoke coming up. And that's the shot. That's the background they wanted. Sensationalized, right? They made it worse than it was. I was here. I saw it. I watched the news and I was like, that's not what happened. It's not at all what happened, right? Yeah, maybe that one area, you got three houses out of burn, but that's not what all happened all over the place. But they made it sound like it was everywhere, like the whole county of San Diego had burned to the ground and there wasn't a single house standing. I learned, but I learned this very early on in my career, 19 years old, I was working for a newspaper in Montreal and it was kind of interesting because I was a photographer. And as a photojournalist, I would take all kinds of pictures and what I was told by the editors is, you know, what pictures they wanted. In other words, they would decide what angle they were going to take with the story, and then they would send me out to get the pictures to support it. Huh. I thought, I'm 19. This is really interesting. This is not what I expected. I thought the photojournalist goes out, gets the photos, and then they write the story based on what was actually there. It actually turned out it was the other way around. I got disillusioned pretty quickly. At 19 years old, I was already disillusioned with, with media. And it, got, it came to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. By the time I was 20, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I really don't because it's not what's really going on. What's being printed and what's being shown and what the photos are showing isn't really the story. It's a different story. And they're just using the photos to back it up. It happens all the time. We don't recognize it because we're so used to it. And, you know, the truth is we can never go to all these situations and events and stuff to find out what's really going on. But if you're ever at one, 
and you see the media is there and you watch the media story and you remember what you saw at the event, you're going to find it doesn't match. You're going to find it's really blown out of proportion. It's sensationalized. Uh, they make it bigger than life. They, they do all that. And it's happening a lot right now. And a lot of us are, are you know, being uh, drawn in and, and, you know, we're glued to the television because of it. And I would suggest to you, don't do that. Not good, not healthy to do that. You really want to educate yourself. You want to find out what's really going on. You got to find out what's going on. You got to learn from people who are there on the ground, in the streets, who are not journalists. And they're going to give you a much more accurate depiction of what's happening. So fear, uh, as it's used, it's like a giant hammer over your head. You do this or else, right? That's exactly what fear is. You get the shot or else. You, you know, put the mask on or else. You do this or else. You lock down or else. <clears throat> and this is how uh, they're motivating people to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do. How many people do you think wouldn't do that, you know, if they weren't in fear? Very few, right? Most people are doing it because they fear what could happen if they don't do it. And they go ahead and they do it knowing full well that there are, there are risks associated with anything that you're going to do uh, with your health. There are risks associated with it. And they're willing to take the risk because they don't want to be in fear. So having a conversation with a friend this morning, we were talking about uh, you know, the issue of, of people jumping out of the towers in, at 9-11. And they're 110 stories up and they're jumping out of the window. These are not people who would normally do that. These are not people who were you know, mentally disturbed or something and, and wanted to end it. But there was so much fear. You can imagine the fear that they experienced, that they didn't want to burn to death, that they chose jumping, which is irrational in, in any normal situation. You wouldn't even think about doing that. But in that situation, the fear was so high, that became a rational decision. So when the fear is amped up enough, they can get you to do anything, absolutely anything, without any limits. So be aware of it. It's happening. It's happening everywhere. It's happening at every level. It's happening locally in the schools. It's happening in those local stores. It's happening with our local governments, our, our state governments. It's happening at the national level. Our media is complicit in, in uh, you know, spreading the fear and getting everyone afraid. Don't be afraid. Really, get yourself educated. Learn what's really going on. And then if you really feel that you have to be afraid, okay, you know, I can't help you at that point. But I don't see anything out there, anything that would cause me to feel fear. Right now, there's nothing. Zero. Absolute zero. I don't see anything out there that would cause me to be fearful. And the only reason I can say that with confidence is because I've been digging through the, the information. I've been getting information from, like I said, lots and lots and lots of different sources. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to be really fearful about. In fact, there's actually reason to be at the other side of fear, which is happy, right? And confident and, and secure in what's going on. So, it's up to you. You get to choose which emotion you want to be uh, motivated by. Do you want to be motivated by, you know, confidence and passion and excitement? Or do you want to be motivated by fear? You know, it is literally a choice because fear doesn't exist. I can't touch and feel fear. I can't buy a bottle of fear at the store, uh, right? Where does fear exist? It exists here. It's where you put your focus. So choose to put your focus in a better place and the fear will disseminate. It'll dissipate from you and uh, you won't have to worry too much about it anymore. So that's what I want to leave you with this week. This is a big topic. I know I can go on and on and on and on and on about this, but uh, I just want to make this short, sweet. Wanted to join you for a little bit here uh, this week and talk about this because uh, living in fear is not a good thing. And I know a lot of people are doing it and they don't need to, right? There's no reason to be in fear right now. Okay, if there is a reason to be in fear, I promise I'll come back and I'll let you know. 
Don't expect it, though. It's not going to happen. All right? Thanks so much for watching. If this was important to you, if you liked it, share it with your friends and followers. I appreciate that. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for watching.